you may or may not have heard in the background was the camera ran saying he was done because I was flipping my hair and messing with the green screen. Welcome! I was also flipping my hair. Were you? Mm -hmm. Is that why it's doing the swoop right now? I don't know. It always does the swoop. <laughs> does my hair look okay? It did. It looked great. It did. <laughs> well, welcome to the broadcast. We have a great show for you today. Buddy just took the intro away from me. I He's did. like, I'm done. I did. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll hand it back. No, no, go for it. I'm going to drink this coffee. This coffee. <laughs> well, we have a great broadcast for you today. Here's what we have coming up. First up, we're changing things up this Tuesday. We have Food Mash, uh, and it's going to be a fun one from what I saw all over on the cart. After Food Mash, we're going to have a time of prayer, followed by Bible Trivia. After Bible Trivia, we have a special What's the Word for you today. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. I'm really excited about what's the word today. It's talking about how to have blessed sleep, and mm -hmm. it is so needed. I'm so excited. We have our crew in the background, like, giving thumbs up because I don't think they knew what the topic was. But it's going to be such a good one today, and yes, I'm very excited. It's Tuesday. I love Tuesdays here. Tuesdays mm -hmm. are exciting days. And what's even more exciting is that we get to hang out with you guys. It's family chat day. Yes. It's family chat day. That would be an exciting day. It's family chat time. <laughs> and so as you guys know, we like to answer some questions, chit chat with you guys. And if you, the first person that helps us hit 100 comments, you get a gift card from us because we love y'all. So question number one of the day. Hey, Ridge, it's so good, good to, see to see you. you sir. Lions or bears? Why isn't tigers an option? <laughs> oh my. I just heard Kevin go, oh my. <laughs> I just loved these ones because these came from Serena. So I'm, mm. I, the, they do, make me happy. Do they? Because they're like. Super a random. Lot of them are, yeah. Like, it's like, why do you, why do you have to choose? Lions? Okay. So it's lions or bears? Lions or bears. Um, bears well, beats Battlestar Galactica. You're welcome. Um, lions, lions. Uh, well, see, you know, lions are more biblical than bears. Yeah, well, I mean, like, they're both in the Bible. I they mean, are. And well, bears. I just send she bears to maul a bunch of children. Uh, that was my favorite story when I was little. I'm like, that's so cool. <laughs> Which says a lot about me as a child, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but then Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. It's true. So is it, you want to follow the she bears or Jesus? I guess the answer is lion. Well, I mean, I, I don't want to follow either of them, <laughs> but... This is almost turning into who would win in a fight. Like, I feel <laughs> like bears could win. That'd be a good one. <laughs> who would win in a fight between? Now, it depends. Are you talking about a female lion or a male lion? Because that's a whole different thing. Male lion and male bear. Or no, mama bear. Well, you got mama bear, but the mama lions are the ones who do the hunting. So, um, the female lions. So, I don't know. So, <laughs> I mean, like. Johnny and Ridge both say bears. Eos, Rachel says lions. <laughs> Pastor Nicole said Winnie the Pooh bear. Is the best, and she's not a lion. <laughs> and she's not lion. There we go. Oh, that's a pun. Uh, <laughs> Good one. Yeah, I, so I watched this video just the other day of what was supposed to be, like, this cute video of, like, animals cuddling humans. I'm like, oh, this is happy. And I got to a point where it was this giant brown bear, and this grown man is, like, 
petting him and then cuddles like up next to him and the bear puts his paw around him like they're hugging and stuff and the whole time I'm like it'll kill you man like don't lie down next to him what are you doing and so I feel like just looking at the massiveness of a bear yeah. bears for sure well you also got to put it take into account that there's such a wide variety of bears yeah you got like because I, I didn't even consider that until uh Joni mentioned panda bears. Mm -hmm. So you got panda bears, you got polar bears. Koala bears. Aren't they called koala bears? Am I wrong? You got am I <laughs> wrong? bears. I don't, I Guys, am I wrong? I would not throw. I mean, people call them koala bears, but I don't think they would. Con oh, it's inaccurate. I'm wrong. People call them that. It's like a nickname, but that's not yeah, what they are. No. <laughs> Did you think they were actual bears? Yes. I thought they were not actual bears, but I thought that they were called bears. I didn't know that it was a lie. Okay. That just, psh, wow. Um, Kevin said bears <laughs> still run from humans. Lions do not run. George says the Chicago Bears because they beat the Detroit Lions every time. Whoa, drop in shade right out the gate, George. I don't know sports, but I felt <laughs> like that was right. <laughs> Kevin's, Kevin Nowicki's in the background, like nodding very emphatically. Um, Joni says, I think they're just called koalas. They are. Damn. My heart was wrong, but I'll go on. Okay, question number two. Your heart will go on. In the words of Celine. Gold or trees? What? <laughs> I don't remember this one. I think this one was an accident. <laughs> I would hope so. I'd, I'd rather have gold. <laughs> I don't know why At that's the same a thing. Time, trees give life. Because, you know, oxygen and I appreciate you trying to make it better, but I, I think it was just an accident in my graphic making, it, and I flubbed. It's an interesting, you know, combination. <laughs> Which would you what rather? gold-plated trees? <laughs> I think that would be fun. <laughs> Eo says trees. <laughs> Rich is always gold. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> Question number three. Let's just skip that. We're, we're not going to talk about it? All right, 50s music or 80s music? Ooh, that's a hard one. It is a hard one. Because 50s music is where it's at. It, so it's not a hard one for you. I mean, it's not, <laughs> yeah, but, but I'm married to George. Music. And so 80s music will probably be his answer. But Kevin's in the back, like, literally, Kevin's in the background right now, like, shoe-wopping, like, bebopping, whatever you want to call it. And 50s music is so good. It's happy. It's like... Swing type music, it's 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 lovely. I like I like fifties music. Eo says fifties music. Eo, Eo's I love you. So much better. You're so great. She Eo's in the corner going, it's so much better. Mm -hmm. Um Ridge says eighties. Joni says fifties. Is this gonna be a thing where lots of the ladies say fifties and lots of the men say eighties? I don't know. Let's what are you? Or the men respond. Where are you? Uh George says trees. <laughs> 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 Trees because forests are more fun to play in. But what if you play in gold? That would be fun. George said 80s. Yep, um, that's not shocking. Cole said gold producing trees. I like both <laughs> music, but 80s country wins. 80s country? I don't think I know a single 80s country song. Oh, I didn't even know. oh buddy. I you mean, just said that on camera? That's recorded? No, wait, 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 wait. Name one 80s country song that I should know. Oh. What? Rachel's off camera going, buddy, that, that was, was a mistake. mistake. Wait, I can't, I can't think of a single 80s country song, can you? 
No, because I didn't listen to country, but I've also openly admitted this, and I've also openly told Pastor Nicole that 80s country music is better than poppy country music, because that's the only acceptable answer. That's the only acceptable answer. It is. Okay. You just wait till she comments. She's going <laughs> to yeah. comment. Well, then I choose 80s country music. <laughs> That's my choice. <laughs> That's your choice of your answer. No, 50s I, or 80s? I would, I would probably choose 50s. Really? Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, I think Kevin's on board with me because he's, he's fist bumping. Yeah. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. We did not have many 80s answers. Guys, where are, where's my Deb Aldridge? Uh, where are my 80s people? Like, yeah, for sure. Kevin said the 50s had culture. It did. The yeah. 80s had big hair. <laughs> big hair and, and, very long v-necks. <laughs> <laughs> I was not. <laughs> George, buddy, no. <laughs> at your country. Not uh, at your country of residence, but at your that, lack of country like me, knowledge. me falling down a cliff. And he's... I just realized that with the green screen, we can produce you falling down a cliff. <laughs> Could that be our 30-second transition? Is just you falling in a cliff? <laughs> that would be something. <laughs> okay, last question of the day. Question number four. Too hot or too cold? Oh, no, this is not that. This is not a good question. It's better than gold or trees. <laughs> I prefer gold or trees. <laughs> Why? Because, like, this is one of the ones where if you're too cold, you would always pick too hot. If you're too hot, you'd always pick too cold. Now that it's getting colder, like, well, see, question. So am I allowed to just add on layers? Yeah. Okay, then too cold. I'd rather be too cold because you can always keep adding layers, but there's only so many layers you can take <laughs> off. Like, at some point, it's just inappropriate to be in public then, and then it's, it's like, you can't function. It's not well, good. It, well, and... You know, it's not necessarily, like, if you look at it scientifically, <laughs> what? I just appreciate your, I'm going to bring science well, in. It's not necessarily science, but it, it, adding more layers does not necessarily make you warmer. Um, it's just learning how to properly um, attire yourself. You so know, I can have like 50 layers and still be cold. You know what does make you warmer? One of those, Kevin, what are they called? The things that you can put in your pockets when you're freezing and you're skiing? Uh, in hand warmers? Hot hands. Like, but there's like the... The little, the little pocket you shake. Yeah, that you yeah. shake and they come alive and it warms you. Hot, hot. Icy hot. Huh? Is it icy hot? Icy, icy hot, hot is the no. stuff that you put on yourself and it chills you to the bone. Right? Well, it, and it's hot and cold. It's the stuff that Shaq would be in the commercial store. Ridge says he'd rather be too hot. Pastor Nicole, big shock, says that she'd rather be hot because she's freezing today. Kevin said that he'd rather be cold than hot. George said, <laughs> George too says, hot too hot in the hot tub. Uh, George says that, that he'd, that's a, George says he'd rather be too cold. <laughs> okay. Great answer, Barrett. Um, I don't know what word Kevin just put in the comments. Thermogenesis <laughs> is easier than thermophilus. 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 Thermolysis. We're getting fancy. Yeah, we are. That's a lot more scientific than I got. Uh, I did discover, for those of you who are, um, who are the team too cold, if you would prefer to get warm, I didn't know that this existed until last year. Deb bought Pastor Nicole this 
thing that you can charge. It's like a piece of electronic whatever, and it's designed to get warm. So it's an electronic hand warmer that you can just keep recharging forever. They're like $25 on Amazon. I'm not sponsored by them, but they look awesome, and I want one. You know there's coats that have like warm I stuff on the know. that you can plug in. That is a dream. Like, I want one of those jackets that you, it's like a heated jacket. Yeah. It's looks amazing. I had a friend who had one once and she's like, it's the best jacket I've ever had. It's, <laughs> it's so toasty. Joni said she'd rather be too cold because all good things come with too cold, like hot chocolate and soup. I, I love you. Joni, come visit so soon, please. Uh, Pastor Nicole says, my gift from Deb is wonderful. She also gave me a heated <laughs> mouse pad. That's a thing. Whoa. I want Deb to be in charge of the prices right one day, because those are things I would buy. It would it, it just be <laughs> heated hand mittens, heated socks. <laughs> and all the women watching are like, done. Happy Christmas, everybody. As long as there's an internal heater. Done. For sure. That was Family Chat. We're super excited to be here with you guys today. If you haven't done it yet, go ahead and share the broadcast because it's going to be such a good one. And we're going to hop over into Food Mash right now. But before we do, real quick, we have so many people who put their hands to this broadcast. We have people in the studio right now. Marky has been our producer directing all of this Lunch Plus stuff. We have some awesome, skilled people. And we just genuinely want you guys to know that they are wonderful and we want our people to know that we love you and appreciate all that you're doing so much. You are valuable, valuable, not only to us, but to the kingdom. And we love y'all from teaching us how to say ther thermogenesis to directing the broadcast. You are appreciated and loved and we love you. So with that, we're hopping into Food Mash. It's Oreo day, guys, and I'm quite excited about it. So share the broadcast and we'll be back in just a couple seconds.
Hey guys, it's time for Food Mash, but before we go ahead and get started, we're going to let you know what other awesome stuff we have in store for you today. Right now, it is Food Mash time, followed by a time of prayer, and then go ahead, share the broadcast, and get ready, because Bible Trivia is on at 12.20, and during Bible Trivia, you have the opportunity to win free gift cards on us, and we are super excited about it. And then followed by a special What's the Word? How to Have Blessed Sleep. It's going to be so good. But right now, it is food mash time, and we're going to hop right into it. Today, we are doing a theme, guys. I like themes. Not as much as everybody, but particularly with food. It seemed fun today. And in honor... Of Rachel Ann. This is Rachel. You've seen her before. Hello. And Rachel turns 16 tomorrow. Rachel's nickname wow. is also Eo. Mm -hmm. Her nickname comes because when she found out that she was going to have a little brother, she wanted to be called Oreo because she's the cream in the middle of an Oreo, and all he could say was Eo. So Eo's, one of Eo's favorite foods is Oreos. So in honor of Eo's birthday, it's <laughs> Oreo Palooza Day. <laughs> If you've ever been to a grocery store, you know that Oreos come in so many flavors, so many different flavors. It's like M&Ms, and there are just so many of them. Where to choose, and what's Oreo going to do next? Well, Oreo, company, Nabisco, whatever you are. I took it upon myself to come up with some new flavors for you, and we're gonna be your taste testers today. We're gonna let you know if these are good or if these are not good, and they range in variety. So we're gonna start off with what I feel like is, is probably a solid, sure, this would be great. Today, our first one okay. is okay. Nutella Oreos. Okay this oh. this okay. is Nutella okay Oreos. This Hello, George. We're, start, we're starting easy. Put it in the comments. Do you guys think that Nutella Oreos are a good flavor and that they'll work together. What well, do you guys think? Well, I think it'll be awesome. I'm very hopeful. Very hopeful. You know I'm not a fan of hazelnut, but I'm very hopeful that the base Oreo will make the hazelnut somewhat better. These are also the mega stuffed Oreos. Oh, thank so you. Which them You're better. a wonderful person. You know that, right? Amen. I'll, I'll receive that today. Right, are we going to do this? Go for it, guys. One, two, three. Look at that Nutella ooze out the side. <laughs> Does this work? What do you guys think? Do you guys think? Put it in the comments right now. Thumbs up if Nutella is going to work. I don't see anyone gagging. That's exciting. I'm very pleased with today's food mesh. <laughs> all over my face. I think face. we're going to need some more. <laughs> uh, Michaela Hurlbert says Oreos mm. and Nutella are one of my absolute favorite food combinations and she's putting up an emoji with heart eyes I can understand why Michaela you are so wise mm. Joni yeah. says she thinks it's going to work George says he thinks it's going to work do you guys think it works I tell you, mm -hmm. you have to I'm actually impressed the, the <laughs> hazelnut was, was very subdued it was awesome so I this is it. overall Where's this at? Big thumbs oh, up? 100% a win. I'm trying to like... Yeah, good stuff. Okay. I decided to save the rest of it as... Need milk. Like a just-in-case Oh, uh, yeah, where's the milk? Where's the milk? Um, sorry? So, okay, so Nutella was first. Here we go with the next one. And we'll put it up so that you guys can see it. We'll put up the graphic for it. Right now, we're going into Oreos. And one of the most popular flavors of Doritos, ranch. No. Do Oreos um, and ranch work together? They do you, in chips. 
Do they in, in cookies? Uh, see, now when I first looked at this, I thought you like super mega stuffed it. <laughs> and I was really excited about this one. And now all my, my happiness is just like drained. I honestly thought it was going to be mayonnaise, which I've tried before on an Oreo. <laughs> and <laughs> I didn't think it was horrible. So the fact that this is ranch is uh, Oh, the okay. smell. OK, do you guys think in the comments that this is good? Joni is putting up really scary face. Do you guys have high hopes? No. Not no? really. Okay, well let's find out right now. Do does ranch and Oreo mash together well? Should this be the next option of Oreos? Three, two, one. <laughs> I just Go, really, buddy. I really don't want to do this. Pop the whole cookie in your mouth. Do it. <laughs> It's not mayo, Kevin. It's not mayo. It's not mayo. That's just what I'm going to say until he gets down. I love you, Lord. That's not going to help. It, reminding him that it's not mayonnaise, I feel like he, there should be some sort of gratitude. I feel like that's making him think more of mayonnaise. Oh, okay. Uh, puppies, <laughs> unicorns, rainbows. I'm Eo oh. is still munching on her Oreo. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you only eat half? I thought we she, were going all in. I did too. Um, I'm not going all in on that one. I lifted the lid, or the cookie, and looked inside. Okay, so you just ate your whole thing willingly. What did you like it? <coughs> I need words from you. There's radio what? people that can't understand. <laughs> I was trying to finish it, so it wasn't like. Yeah, no, uh huh. <laughs> so, um, it wasn't bad. I don't think I'll just walk into the kitchen and be like, for a snack, let's grab some Oreos and ranch. Oh, no. But I mean, if my Oreo falls on like ranch in a plate of food for Thanksgiving, I will still eat the Oreo. Yeah, now, no. Kevin, you had a very different reaction. Yeah. How how was <laughs> this for you? Because you started sweating. It looked like maybe tears were formulating. I can see some some uh, moisture around the eyes. Yeah, it's traumatic. How, traumatic. <laughs> what did it taste like? Let's just not talk about no? it. Okay. No? So okay. So overall, does this work? Already. Never. No. Buddy and Kevin no. say no. EO? No. You have to pick one? I'm just going to say yes. Why? Done. Because okay. she's crazy. Okay. I guess we all have different tastes. Well, buds. we just found out <laughs> that ranch and Oreos may not work. Ooh. Here's another. Should be a good one. Banana. No. This it's is lemon. Oreos and lemon. Oh, that's worse than so banana. Do no. Oreos and lemon work together? Sweet and sour. I've been told that the flavor of lemons oh, pulls draws the sweet makes the sweet sweeter. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of excited about this. Well, this is an entire chunk of a lemon. It's it's small. It's not a great big chunk. It's it's a small chunk. It's a, it's a chunk chunk. It's Ooh. a chunk. Okay. Are we going all in or not, buddy? I think you all put the um, whole cookie in your mouth. I okay. think so. Okay. I, I so thought that was I've actually rule. never, I've only licked lemons. I've never actually eaten. Well, today lemons, is your so. day. Three, two, one, all in. Whole cookie. Go, buddy. Go, buddy. Buddy. <laughs> See, it gets better, though. I tried this one at home, and the sours a lot at first, but then the sweet comes, comes out. It comes out to play. At mm. first, it's bad. It's like a Sour Patch Kid. At first, they're sour. Then they're sweet. Then they're gone. And ne hopefully, That's never really to come good. back. Yeah. No. Eo, you like it? Yeah. I would do that. I know. I do it too. I'm a yes for this one. That broke my head. No. <laughs> this is a no for you? Uh, Why? Because it wasn't good. 
Why not, though? It's just, I mean, you got the, it, it is like, see, a cho chocolate chip co cookie, or just a, a cookie in general, should not have the same flavor profile as a Sour Patch. <laughs> should have right. a flavor profile. <laughs> see, I think that Oreos make everything better. So that just made that lemon a whole lot better. Oh, well, the Oreo so made good. the lemon better, but the lemon definitely did, did not, not make the Oreo better. <laughs> Kevin, you gotta change so, your outlook on it, though. So I, ah. I was actually okay. Excuse me. <laughs> wow. I was actually okay with the flavor of the lemon, yeah. but I would like for the it be less lemon. I understand that. Um, mm. But the having the texture of the lemon in with the no. So you zest it with lemon to get the flavor, but you don't want the and texture I mean, of the lemon. Right, just a hint of lemon would have been good. That was a lot of lemon. <laughs> okay. I liked it. For me, I it think, worked too. Yeah, it works. I tried this one at home, so it's, I'll give this one a thumbs up. It tastes a lot like just a lemon-flavored Oreo. 50-50. Okay, here we go. This may be payback for Rachel. Um, you guys remember the episode of Food Mash where I almost peed my pants? Well, today, no. we're not going to it make this happen again, but this is Oreos and barbecue sauce. This is the combination of foods that seem to do me in, but barbecue is the, one of the most popular chip flavors ever. So will Oreos and barbecue sauce work? It's sweet baby rays. Kevin's behind the camera telling us to smile, and I'm like, I'm having a hard time right now. Mm. It's barbecue sauce, sweet baby rays, and mega stuffed Oreos. So you tried this? Nope. <laughs> I, listen, I love these two things. I love the two things separate. I'm, 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 I'm really hopeful here. Okay. See, I'm with Joni. Joni says we should do Oreo and peanut butter. Okay, put the whole thing in your mouth. Whole thing down your gullet. It doesn't fit. Three, two, one, go. I'm not hopeful anymore. <laughs> I'm no longer hopeful. <laughs> Buddy, stop chewing. <laughs> Okay, so it's not intentional payback. Genuinely, barbecue chips are so good. And I didn't know if barbecue would work with Oreos, especially the mega stuffed kind. There are like sweeter barbecue type things. So does, I'm, I'm not seeing any feedback other than Kevin toughing it out and Buddy looking angry. Like this is probably the angriest I've ever seen Buddy look. Um, I need to take it slow. <laughs> um, how's it going? Is this good? I, I, I don't feel like it was good. It's not as bad as I thought it would be. It's, it's worse, worse than I thought it would be. That is what you made me eat with your barbecue and Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Pr Priscilla started a hashtag free buddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, was it worse than the ranch? Way no, worse. No, it was better, no, it in was, my opinion. Wow. But not by much. They were both awful. It was way worse than the ranch. So, that was horrible. Oh, yeah. I don't really know what how to describe that other than just no. Okay, so does this one work? Ah. No. That was no. like a summer barbecue no. gone very bad. Yeah. Three big no's. Okay, well, we're going to end on a high. Praise yes. God. Thank you, Lord Holly Jesus. gave this suggestion last night. Peanut butter and jelly Oreos. And the jelly is actually strawberry preserves from... Parksdale Farms in Florida. Wow. Genuine strawberry preserves. All right. Wait, so peanut it's a peanut butter Oreo with jelly on it's it. It's a peanut butter Oreo with jelly on it. Okay. Strawberry preserves. So peanut butter, strawberry. Go for it. I'm excited about this. I'm feeling mm -hmm. this. Come on. Oh, ready? I balanced it out. 
getting a slow clap, but he seems excited. Peanut butter and jelly Oreos, do you guys think that they sound good? I tried this one at home, and this one was super good. Mm. This one's great, in my opinion. Oh, jelly. Big thumbs up? Yes, Kevin, sure. big thumbs up? Yeah. EO, big thumbs up? Mm -hmm. yep. So we started strong and ended strong. I appreciate that. But everything in the middle was <laughs> questionable at best. Yeah. Here you go, baby. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That was good. Well, guys, we have we here at the broadcast recommend to Nabisco Oreo. Try Nutella Oreos and peanut butter and jelly Oreos for your next flavor combinations. Oh, this is it for Food Mash. If you guys have any ideas of things that we should try to see if they're good or bad, let us know in the comments. But overall, Oreos finished strong and ended strong. We love y'all. We're going to hop into prayer, and then we're going to go into Bible trivia. Get your fingers ready for Bible trivia. It's going to be good, and we'll see you in a second. super excited to have you on with us today and we're just excited to dive into prayer. As you guys know, we have a series of confessions that we go through here on the broadcast each and every single day. Today we are on confession number three. We're going to put that up on the board and up on the board. I'm, we're not in school. We're going to put that up on the screen and, and let's join our faith together and see the Lord work because when we speak, the word works. And, you know, I, right before we hop into prayer, I have a praise report about this. You know, yesterday morning, we have 6 a.m. prayer here at the church. And yesterday morning, we were praying about protection in vehicles, protection to ensure that no car accidents took place. We, the Lord had us praying for it last week. And just this morning, we found a report Somebody told us that they, their daughter was protected from what would have been a car accident that they would have been involved in, but the Lord supernaturally protected them. That's how he works. His word is true for those who work the word. And today you and I, we're going to work the word and we're going to see his power manifest in our lives. So confession number three, let's go ahead and put that up. It says, we have divine health in our bodies now, and we carry an anointing for supernatural healing. Now let's say this, make it personal, and let's say this out loud together. I have divine health in my body now, and I carry an anointing for supernatural healing. Glory to God. Yes, you do. 
Father, we thank you. Thank you for healing. Lord, it's not even a question of whether or not you want us healed. You want us healed. That's who you are. You're the God of healing. And we thank you for healing us. Thank you, God. We just declare in the name of Jesus that every sickness that would try to attach itself to a person watching this broadcast, in Jesus' mighty name, drainages open up. Drain, nose, nasal drainage, whatever that is, dry up now in Jesus' name. Let there be no allergies. There's nothing seasonal about allergies. It's the curse. Allergies is a part of the curse. And Lord, you've redeemed us from the curse. Lord, we thank you. The allergies are no more in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you that healing is the children's bread. Today, Lord, we feast on your healing. We thank you that it's ours, that it's brand new today. Just put your hands on your head and you anoint yourself and say, Father, I am the healed of the Lord. My body lines up with the word of God. I am not sick. I am healed. Body line up with Jesus word from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. My body works as it was called to work in Jesus name. We thank you that your power is active when we apply faith in the word of God. Lord, we thank you. Your people are healed today. Thank you, God, that your will is for healing in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speak to every cough in Jesus name. Dry up and stop. Stop in Jesus mighty name. Lord, we thank you. There's no sickness that's greater than your healing power. It's ours. We have it now. We are the healed of the Lord. And Lord, we carry an anointing for supernatural healing. I ask in Jesus' name that you give us opportunity to lay hands on the sick today and see them recover. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you for loving us, for protecting us, for keeping us. You are good. Thank you, God, for keeping your people, protecting them from the wicked one, protecting them from all attacks. Lord, every weapon that's been formed against every viewer watching in Jesus' mighty name, expose those weapons, expose them. Let them not hide in any darkened area. Expose those things now in Jesus' name, and they are destroyed. They're destroyed. They cannot prosper. Because the light of God has exposed them and angels are disintegrating those weapons now. Lord, even if they were launched, they turn into Nerf bullets. They'd bounce off of us. God, we thank you for it. We thank you for your protection and your keeping and your love. God, thank you. Thank you that faith works by love. We thank you that you love us. We love you. You are good. You're great. You're worthy to be praised, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. That was prayer. We love y'all, and we are excited about who the Lord has called you to be and what he's doing in your life. And now we're going to hand it over to the one and only Buddy Crabtree for Bible trivia. So get yourself ready to win some money for knowing your word. Amen. We're going to hand it over to Buddy. Buddy. What's up, guys? Welcome to Bible Trivia. It's going to be a good day. It's going to be an awesome broadcast. This is going to be so much fun. I'm really 
Barrett's really uncomfortable, apparently. This is going to be, uh, this is an awesome opportunity. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I have a lot of fun with Bible trivia. I really enjoy this segment, partly because you have an opportunity to win gift cards on us. Every single Every single person who gets first correctly, okay, I worded that sentence super weird. If you're the per, we have five questions for you today on Bible trivia. If you answer the, if you are the first person to correctly answer uh, one of these questions, you get a $5 gift card on us. And so this is an awesome opportunity. Here's how Bible trivia works. Like I said already, you have, we have five questions for you today. And what I want you to do is, each question is numbered. We got question one, two, three, four, five. And uh, they're all multiple choice. So you got A, B, C, or D. So in the comments, what we want you to do is we want you to put the number of the question and the answer uh, that you want to put in. So, for example, 1A. That's, that's how we want you to put it in the comments. Um, and the first person... Uh, the first person to give us the correct answer on our screen here on our Restream chat will get a $5 gift card, and there's no limit. If you get all five of them correctly, thank you, Kevin, for the, the example. If you're, and if you get all five of them correctly, that's five gift cards that, we, that we'll send your way. So, like, there's not a limit to it. Although, I will tell you that I have, I have noticed that, pe- that whoever's watching over on YouTube are usually the first ones uh, to, to get it correctly. So if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, go on over to YouTube, uh, type in Brian Wright, and you should find uh, our YouTube channel right there. But we're just going to jump in right now with question number one. Are you ready? Are your fingers ready? Is your brain ready? Is your Google search ready? Whatever you need to do. Let's... Okay. I don't know if you heard that in the background, but Barrett just sang another jingle. All right. It's a song. Well, a song's a jingle. So, all right, let's just jump in. Question number one for today's Bible trivia. Here's what we have for you today. In what city did Jesus turn water into wine? Was it A, Capernaum, B, Cana, C, Bethesda, or D, Dublin? In what city did Jesus turn water into wine? In what city... Did Jesus turn water into wine? I see some answers coming in. They're coming in quick. They're coming in hot. In what city? Here's a hint. It's no, it was known as the wedding at blank. I don't know if that helps you. It helped me. In what city did Jesus turn water into wine? The correct answer is B. The, it was at the wedding at Cana. That's the correct answer. And over on YouTube, I see Cindy Orr was the first one to get that. So well done, Cindy. You won our first gift card. We're super pleased with you. Well done. Well done. All right. Let's jump into question number two. Question number two on today's Bible trivia. Here's what we got. What was the crime of the men crucified with Jesus? Were they, was it a murder... B, adultery, C, robbery, or D, jaywalking? (laughs) What was the crime of the two men crucified with Jesus? Was it murder, adultery, robbery, or jaywalking? I see some answers coming in over on YouTube. What was the crime of the two men 
crucified with Jesus. I see some coming up on Facebook now. They're coming in. They're coming in quick. The correct answer is C, robbery. They were robbers. They were robbers, robbers. So that one goes to over on YouTube, Marilyn. Miss Marilyn, that goes to you. Well done, Miss Marilyn. Uh, that one goes to you. You got the second one correctly first. All right, we got a lot of over on Facebook as well. Um, so well done, guys. Thank you guys for participating. We're moving on to question number three. I said thank you for participating like we were at the end. We're not at the end. I have two more questions for you. I have three more questions for you because I just realized <laughs> that my math is wrong. All right, well, moving on to question number three today. Question number three. Who was Paul imprisoned with when they were miraculously freed? Was it A, Timothy, B, Silas, C, Barnabas, or D, Hitler? Who was Paul in prison with when they were singing in the prison, singing worship songs, and then, and then the gates were open, their chains fell off, and then, they, and then the, the gate prison keeper was getting ready to kill himself. They're like, no, 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 don't do that. That's, that's the Buddy Crabtree version of the story. All right, the answer is who was Paul imprisoned with? It was B. Silas. B. Silas. Well done, everyone who got that one correctly. And I see over on YouTube again, it, this one goes to Miss Marilyn. Well done, Miss Marilyn. That's your second correct answer of the day. Well, the second time you got it correctly, first of the day. So well done, Miss Marilyn. That one goes to you. Now, I'm just going to say this once more time. Once more time. One, once more. One more time. I'm like, come on. There's a, there's a, there's a pattern over there on YouTube. There's a there's a pattern over there. Like if I'm just I'm just gonna say there, there's a pattern over on YouTube. So you might if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, you might as well do it like now. All right. Well, as you're doing that, we're gonna jump into question number four. Question number four of the day: Which of David's sons started a rebellion against him? Was it A. Absalom? Was it B, Solomon, Solomon, Solomon? Was it C, Amnon, or was it D, David Jr.? Which of David's sons started a rebellion against him? Was it Absalom, Solomon, Amnon, or David Jr.? I could see the answers coming in. I could see him coming in. I could see the answers coming in. But mostly on YouTube. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm pushing the YouTube thing a little too hard. I'll, 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 I'll back up a little bit. Uh, Baird put E, Saruman. It was not Saruman. <laughs> not at all. All right, well, the correct answer is A, Absalom. And Kevin said four, trick question. Is it a trick question? Ammon was the rapist which, which started Absalom. True, true. Rebellion. That's true, because Amnon was the one who did something not so good with his half-sister. 
We're not going to get into that right now. But <laughs> that one go. That's a Absalom. And let's look. Let's look who got that one first. Oh, boom, boom, boom. It was Cindy Orr over on YouTube, and we got our hundredth commenter. Look at that, Becca Beard, with our one hundredth comment. So you still are a winner today, Becca. You're a winner in our book. You get a gift card as well for being our hundredth commenter. Well done. Now let's jump into our. Last question of the day, question number five. Question number five for a gift card. Question number five is, where did Obadiah hide the hundred prophets that Jezebel wanted to kill? I was really hoping your question would be, where did Obadiah die? <laughs> <laughs> Pastor just said he was hoping the question would be, where did Obadiah die? Anyway. Who, where did he hide the hundred prophets? Was it A, under his house? Was it B, in a cornfield? Was it C, in caves? Or D, was it in another dimension? I like to have fun with, with uh, our D option. All right, I see the answers coming in. They're coming in quick. They're coming in quick. Where did Obadiah hide the hundred prophets that Jezebel wanted to kill? The correct answer is C, in caves. And that one goes to, let me, let me back up a little bit. That one goes to Victoria Vinoy over on YouTube. Well done, Victoria. I think, there was, I think YouTube sw swept the board this time. Well done, everyone over on YouTube. And good job, everyone on Facebook as well. We like you guys, too. You guys are awesome. Well done. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us today for this Bible trivia. Uh, this was a lot of fun. We love you guys. If you won, please reach out to us. Send us a message. You can go to whatsright.com and, and contact us, or you can uh, send us a message on, on Facebook, uh, even though all of our winners were on YouTube. So you can go to whatsright.com. Uh, we'll try to reach out to you, but please reach out to us, and we'll make sure we get those gift cards to you. Well done, everyone. We love you guys. We love you so much. Now we're moving on to What's the Word with Pastor Brian. We have a powerful word for you today. We're going to be talking about uh, supernatural sleep. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be powerful. Uh, so we'll see you right there just in a couple seconds. Welcome to What's the Word? What's the Word? We've got Pastor Ryan here today. Hey guys, Buddy how are you? Buddy joining us here in a second as well. Like literally in a second. But <laughs> <laughs> we're excited to be on with you today. There so, he is. What a great entrance. Nice to I'm have you here I'm trying to be super today. smooth. <laughs> I see this is pulling in. Oh, I just All messed right. it up with my big jump. Yeah, your big jump. Doggone it, buddy. Daggum it. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Great. Awesome. Things are going very well. As you saw at the intro, if you were on for Food Mash and during Family Chat, we are talking about how to have blessed sleep. Yes. And it's going to be such a good one. I'm excited about it because we literally just covered this in prayer this morning. So yeah. when you said that we were talking about it, I'm like, well, isn't Holy Spirit fun? <laughs> well, I had... Uh, 
You know, it's interesting as a pastor, a lot of times, like even with uh, coronavirus, I didn't know exactly what was going to happen. I didn't know about the lockdown, uh, but the Lord gave us exactly what we needed ahead of time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in this situation, he has as well. But a lot of times as a pastor, the Lord will show us uh, what we need before we step into an issue. Yeah. Uh, and but then there's sometimes where it's where you just start getting prayer requests from everybody like, hey, I'm not sleeping good. And that's what's happened. A lot of yeah. people. So I think that there's actually probably something just in nature that's happening as well. But it also can be an attack. But we're going to give you the information yeah. uh, to handle both of those. So kind of look at it from the physical side and the spiritual side and four steps on each one of those. But um, one of the things that is interesting is as a pastor, you know, you want to give people what they need when yeah. they need it. And uh, this has been, you know, just this morning I had another request. Uh, the other day I had three people standing up uh, to sleep yeah. well uh, because they haven't been sleeping well. And, and I've, you know, probably not slept the most sound, but I'm still pretty decent. But um, anyway, it's one of those things, okay, this is a fresh word right now for today so that we can walk in victory and overcome. So you can bring that here. And uh, so anyway, we want to get ready for that. But right now I want to know who's, uh, amen, Serena says, I'm excited for this one. So yeah. I talked to Serena earlier this morning. I gave her some points. But at the same time, what I want to do is uh, I want to, you know, we live by the Word. Yeah. You can give that to one of them if they like. But we live by the Word. And so yeah. one of the best ways, how does the Word come? It comes by preaching. And so when we preach the word, the anointing is yeah. released and yeah. that anointing will bring about the faith Amen. for blessed sleep, yeah. blessed rest. Yeah. And uh, but hey, put it in the comments. Who's watching? Where are you watching from? And uh, we're so glad to have you here today. Also, Amen. go ahead and share the broadcast. You, I guarantee you know somebody who needs this one. Mm -hmm. uh, so and why do we want to talk about blessed sleep? Right? Why do we want to talk about that? Well, let's go to Psalms 127, and which is my keepers. And if you've ever been, you know, hesitant to share the broadcast because, you know, we're talking about controversial stuff or whatnot, we're talking about how to sleep good. Like, this, <laughs> this is an easy one to share. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Psalm 127. So, um, in verse 2, it says, for he gives, the bottom or the end of verse 2, it says, for he gives to his beloved yeah. even in his sleep. Yeah. I think it's the New Living Translation that he says, he gives to his beloved good sleep yeah. and good rest. Uh, let's just look that up real quick so I can, I can quote it to you. But why should we talk about having good sleep? Because God wants you yeah. to have it. The Lord wants you to sleep well and to have a good, good rest. So let's, do you have that in New Living? I got it. So for God gives rest to his loved ones. Okay. That's how the New Living. He gives rest to his loved ones. So if God made that promise, shouldn't we be in expectation yeah. of that promise? Amen. Shouldn't we be in that place and saying, Lord, I'm believing you for good rest. Uh, <laughs> uh, Serena said, how to sleep good is not controversial. It, she's laughing. That was a good comment. I, I feel like it's valid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Grayson, Grayson, thank you for sewing. It's good to see you today. And uh, so let's yes, look at too. these. Let's look at uh, Psalms 127, uh, verse 1 and 2. 
and just look at this because it's important for us to put context to scriptures. And Psalms 127, 1 and 2, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain. So when when it tells us that we're in vanity, that's basically saying this is pride. So he's saying, listen, if you're trying to build your own house, you're in pride. Yeah. And if you're in pride, you're in opposition to the things of God, and it's not going to work. And he's basically saying, unless God builds the house of your life, uh, your business, unless he builds what you're doing, you're going to have problems. Right. It's, it's not going to work the way that you think it is. Then he says this, unless the Lord guards the city, right, uh, the watchman keeps awake in vain. So in other words, this is unless he's the one protecting we can try to protect all day long, but if he's not protecting, yeah. then what's going on? You know, it's not it's not going to end well. You're he's got to be protecting, or else you're just up there in pride. Yeah. If he's not protecting, so we need God's protection. We need God's building of our lives, and we don't need to try and do it ourselves. If right. we try and do it ourselves, we become the source. And we put ourselves in position to receive the glory instead of God. We need to hand that to the yeah. Lord and trust Him to do it. So that same thought process goes into verse 2. And verse 2 says this, It's vain for you or prideful for you to rise up early or to retire late and to eat the bread of painful labors. Right. It is pride. To wake up early just to get your work done in that way. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't wake up early. It means are you waking up early simply to be your source? Right. You know, are you going to bed late simply to get all your work done? And so God, God showed us that even by giving us Sunday that we need a day that we do nothing. Yeah. And that is faith in God. That's yeah. trusting Him. And one time, y'all know the story, but one time I had a, a time where I literally believe uh, that I was close to death and I was in my 30s because I was working around the clock and my ability to work went down, you know, basically at that time I was doing it wrong uh, from seven days a week to six days, to five days, to three days, mm -hmm. to two days. I was at the point where I could only function and working two days a week. Yeah. And then the rest of the week I was recovering because I had burnt myself out. I was in anxiety and worry. And the very first thing that God told me to correct that situation is, he says, you need to give Sunday to me. And, I, and my thought was, I can't give Sunday to you. Because I don't have enough time even when I'm taking Sunday. Yeah. And, he, and he basically said, if you don't give me Sunday, you're never going to have enough time. Right. And, and so as a step of faith, I started to rest on Sunday. And I said, I'm not doing anything. I own purpose. I didn't pay attention to any work. I'd get like an email or a text or something. I'd set it aside. I wouldn't even read it. I'm not reading it today. Lord, this is your day. I'm worshiping you. And this is actually a major problem. I should have included this as a direct point in the notes, but I kind of covered it uh, a little bit. This is a major problem in America today. Everybody yeah. tries to do stuff on Sunday, and then they wonder why they're tired all yeah. the time. And it's not just the physical rest of the day. It's the spiritual putting yourself in the hands of God. And he said, and he said you need to give me Sunday as an act of faith, yeah. and you need to completely rest 
stay and worship with me, honor me in that day. He said, and what will happen is I will take what you do Monday through Saturday and I will multiply the time. I'll multiply the time. I'll make it start working. And I did that, and immediately restoration started to come to me. But see, a lot of times, I'm not talking about fellowshipping with your church family. I'm not talking about going to church and serving at church. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you know how do you approach the right. day. Uh, a lot of people, they're getting their last-minute chores done on Sunday afternoon. They're mowing the grass. They're fixing the mower. They're fixing the car. They're doing all this stuff in preparation for the next week. And they don't realize that 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 is a direct lack of faith and it's a a direct pride and vanity towards God. This, you know, this chapter lays that out. I watch people do that all the time. You know, if you need a plan or something done on Monday, then what they would do in the Bible is they would actually back up and on Saturday, they would make sure that they had done the work that they needed to do before Monday morning. Yeah. They would plan it out and make things a priority. Yeah. That was honoring God. And God says, if you'll honor me, I'll honor you. Well, I started applying that instantly. I had a reverse in yeah. the energy that I had. My work, I started getting more work done in less period of time. It's like the tithe. You can either uh, have 100% of your money living under the curse and it'll never be enough, or you can give the 10 and the 90% blessed will go further than the 100% yeah. curse. It's the same way with our time. Are we honoring God? This is a direct thing into the rest of God. We've got to understand that if I'm not willing to give him Sunday, then I'm not going to be receiving the blessing on Monday through Saturday either. And I won't be resting the way that I was. I wasn't sleeping good during that time. There's so many things not happening right. And as soon as I did that, it changed it. Now, I'm not just talking about honoring Sunday. Remember, this is one of the Ten Commandments that has not changed. It hasn't changed. He literally uh, told us this is something that will be there forever. It hasn't changed. It's a part of covenant. It's the morals of God that we enter into his rest. And so this is the same thing. What am I telling you? I'm telling you that when you get up early and you go to bed late trying to work, you're doing the same thing as if you were trying to work on Sunday. He's saying, this is a designated time for you to rest. It's a completely designated time for you to rest in the evening. And when you cut short your sleep uh, because you've got work to do, you're not trusting God to put his hand and bless your business. Bless what you're up to. You're saying, if I don't do it, it won't happen. Um, That is not. And he says, that's vanity. And then he goes on to say, listen. He gives his beloved, even gives to his beloved, even his sleep. And then the New Living uh, said that he gives a rest to the ones he loves. So I think that you can take both of those in the full counsel of the word, and you can actually say, not only does he give me rest, but while I'm resting, he gives me uh, even there. Mm -hmm. He blesses my business. While I'm resting, uh, you know, maybe my customers. God's putting me on their heart when yeah. I trust Him. Yeah. When I step into faith, He, he trusts me. But not only that, but He gives to me blessing. I need, He gives blessed rest. I need to be putting faith 
towards the blessing of God. You are his beloved. And even if you don't know Jesus, he wants you to know Jesus. And if if you do, he'll give the blessing of rest to you. And that's what he wants you to have. So why are we talking about a blessed sleep? God wants you to have it. 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 Amen. I receive it. Glory to God. Well, as you're talking, what comes up to me is you shared, I think it was either last week or the week before, about how the Lord told you a couple weeks ago, I want you to do business differently. Yeah. And that's, this is a part of it. You know, we may have gone in our lives and we may have done business a certain way. You know, we may have operated a certain way and seen some level of success, but God wants God's level of success, which requires us tweaking what we've done. And so these four physical steps and then these four spiritual steps that we're going to go over, it may be different than how we have applied it, but God's principles supersede logic. Like I, I told buddy last week, I, the Lord after prayer, um, Told me to, told me to. That's why I threw it over there. <laughs> to take a nap when I got home from prayer. We have 6 a.m. prayer, and I don't normally do that. Like, I've gotten pretty routine of, I I do this in the morning, and I have a list, but I, I believe you had told me, Thank you. nap. <laughs> yeah. So I got home, and I slept longer than I thought I needed to. Um, and I woke up, I'm like, oh no, I slept too long. I have so much to do today. Like that was the feeling, but I immediately put on, no, Jesus, I believe the Lord told me to nap and it's going to be fine. I had shorter time logically and I accomplished so much more that morning in like an hour and a half than I had with the two and a half hours combined that I normally had been doing because the Lord made up the difference and he showed me how to do it more efficiently yeah because I was rested and I was able to hear from him when you're out of rest it it hinders your ability to hear yes that same period of time when I was going through that I remember one day um, I was sitting there in my office and I had a list of stuff to do Mm -hmm. and honestly the list of stuff that I had to do I think it was like a day and a half of work Mm -hmm. and I needed to get it done by the end of the day and this is approximately you know, two o'clock in the afternoon. And I need, it was a day and a half worth of work. I needed to get it done. And um, so I said, Lord, how am I going to get this done? I need your help. And he, and he said, go, go take a nap. <laughs> Those are so fun. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't have time to take a nap. And, yeah. he, and he, again, he said, you, you don't have time not to. Yeah. And I said, he said, you need to trust me to help you do it. And, um, you know, I was like, well, if I go take a nap, I would really like to wake up and miraculously all this stuff be done by the time I get up, you know, that'd be really cool. And uh, that didn't happen. But what did happen was in my obedience to him, he handed me supernatural wisdom and favor. And when I woke up, I had a piece on me. I went to work. And I had maybe a couple hours left to get done or not, not long. And I probably got done double the work in that period of time. And then the next day it went in. What was I doing? He was my source, not my own hand. Mm-hmm. My, it wasn't my own hand. It was him. And so when we're looking at sleep, because all of this le- learning to lean on him and rest on him and rely on him, 
All of that comes down to uh, how well we rest at night yeah. as well, because those things will carry into uh, when we go go to sleep, and a lot of times we don't realize it, but subconsciously we're meditating on all this because we're not in the rest of God. We're yeah. not really relying on Him, and that's what He's saying. He's saying, "I want you to rely on Me. Amen. I want you to rest." So the next day I got up, and sure enough, He multiplied my work. I still had to give Him the work. I still had to put in the time, but I was resting in Him. I was at peace. I could think more clear. And I got, it was multiplied supernaturally. My, it was just blessed. And that's why we put the title, How to Have Blessed Sleep. Um, how to Have Blessed Sleep. And so it was, it was one of those things where we wanted to, um, we wanted to make sure that we follow yeah. Uh, the Lord's leading and His blessing, and we walk in that everywhere that we go and every every place that we go. Amen. Caleb said, "This is so good. I needed this today." Amen. We we trust, don't we? Trust that God can take a little seed and then He multiplies the seed. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with time. If we'll give our time to the Lord, He will multiply that seed of time. Um, so it's not just you know sometimes. Two different ways to look at this, and both of them are, are correct. Sometimes we need to sow time. Yeah. So I'll look at people that are super, super busy, and one of the things that they actually need to do is they need to go volunteer at the church where yeah. they're playing. They need to go win a soul. They need to go do that. They're, they're saying, I'm so busy, let me sow something into the kingdom and reap the harvest yep. of time. You know, uh, many times that's what needs to happen. There's another factor of it, and that is that I give my time to the Lord. In other words, I say, Jesus, you are the Lord of my time. See, when when we're willing, um, when we are willing to give our time or anything to the Lord. So, for example, you know, here we are at the church. When I say, Jesus, you are the Lord of Boomerang Church, right? What I'm saying is, whatever you tell me to do, I'm saying two things. Whatever you tell me to do, we will do. Yeah. Right? We'll do that. So you're the director of my life. But here's the other thing. I'm making a statement. It's like flying the flag over the building that Jesus is the Lord of this place. He has rulership. Yeah. He has dominion. I'm giving him, Lord, I give you and all the authority you've given to me, I hand it back to you, and your will only is going to happen in this place. Well, some of that is what I do. Some of it is what is done in the spiritual that right. I can't see. He, and when I give him lordship over the place and I fly the flag of Christ, my king, over my house, over our church, over yeah. my life, then I'm declaring to all the spiritual, you know, demonic, everything, to the angels, I'm, I'm to, to God. Jesus has rulership and dominion over this place. And so things start to line up with it before I even see them. Yeah. Some of it I handle, some of it's handled in the spiritual just by me declaring Jesus is Lord. Well, in our time and in our rest, when we start to give ourselves and our time to God and we give our rest to God, then all of a sudden He can take rulership of it. Jesus, you're the Lord of my time that I'm asleep. Yeah. I see that you give to me even in my sleep. I see that you give me rest. And so you are the Lord of my rest. Mm -hmm. You are the Lord of my rest. Yeah. 
And so then all of a sudden we start getting into that place. So a lot of times what happens, the devil pulls this trick. He says, oh, you're so busy. You need to pull back from what you're sowing into the kingdom. I would, you know, again, finances is such a, um, finances is such a good teacher uh, because uh, it, it just, it helps us to see analogies. Yeah. So one time, you know, Nicole and I were in a financial bind, our, our, um, finances and our budget was getting ready to go down $1,000 per month. And we knew it was coming. I was, I was being paid for a business that I sold and it was getting ready for that time period to come to an end. And uh, they, were ma- they had been making payments to us and now they weren't. And that was going to end at a certain time. And here's the thing, with the payments coming in, I mean, our nose financially was barely above water. We were struggling every month. Now right. it's going to go down a thousand dollars. Right. And I thought, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? And the devil, uh, and my flesh, or the nature of the devil in my flesh, or the devil himself—I don't know, and I don't really care. It wasn't God. And uh, <laughs> he goes, "Well, you're given a lot." You need to, you don't have the money to give and sow like you used to. And for about two seconds, I thought, yeah, that's right. And then about two seconds later, I went, wait a minute, I'm not going to eat my seed. Yeah. I was like, that's the stupidest thing I could do right yeah. now is I know that I'm going into a, a famine, but the place where I know where the blessing resides is when I sow into the kingdom. So while a famine is going on over here, I'm going to take the one place that I know will produce fruit right. and eat that seed? No. And I was like, no way, devil. That is not going to happen. Matter of fact, just for suggesting it, I'm going to go and increase what we're giving. And I went straight into the bank account and I raised several. I started giving more. And I'll tell you, I don't know what happened. I still, I'm I'm good at math. I've always been good at math. I, I have for years... For years, I was trying to get above, uh, you know, get my nose above water and keep it there and have some comfort room with our finances. When we went down a thousand dollars a month, but we increased what we were given, I tried to figure out what happened. I still to this day do not, I cannot figure. I could account for about $600 of it, but that was about it. I couldn't account for the rest of it. God did something. God's so fun. And it was like, and I'm good at figuring that stuff out, but I can't, I don't know. God did something miraculous in that when I decided not to eat the seed. Well, it's the same way with our time and with our rest. If we will sit there and say, all right, Lord, I'm, I've watched people make this mistake oh, I, probably a hundred times. I've watched people do this. I'm so busy. And they keep looking at their time as their time instead of making Jesus the Lord mm-hmm. of their time. Lord, let me seek first the kingdom, give you my, my rest, sow seeds of my time into yeah. that. And, and all of a sudden, God will multiply it. But I'll watch them get busy in the world or get busy. Have you ever watched something, somebody, where they start getting blessed by God? They get, start getting blessed by God, and all of a sudden their work, which is run by people that are being moved by their flesh or the devil, not by Jesus. And all of a sudden their work will pile on 
tons and tons of work. And then they'll and they'll say, well, I'm just so busy at work. I've got to pull back from what I'm sowing mm -hmm. at church or I pull back from winning souls in the kingdom or pull back from my study time with God and they're eating their seed. Yeah. And if they'll learn to press into the things of God and make Jesus the Lord of their time, yeah. they'll actually get more done, be blessed in their work and in their rest. Yeah. And this is what people don't see a lot. Oh, sorry. No. When you started saying that, what I remembered was a few years ago, you sent me a video of this guy, and I think he was a former Marine. But if I'm remembering properly, he was talking about how in physical exercise, like people typically only push themselves like 35% of what they're capable of. Yes. Some, some yes. number around there. And, at, you know, what does exercise have to do with this? You'll find out. But as as we're talking, you know, we see so limitedly. Like you've told George and I, when we first got married, we thought we were so busy. And you and Pastor Nicole nicely um, <laughs> laughed at us. And we're like, no, you're not. <laughs> you don't have kids. You're not. No, you're not busy. And we weren't like now going down the road and I'm doing more. I'm still not busy, but I'm doing more now than I thought I was capable of doing then. The Lord you're doing like two times more than easily. what you were. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you're handling it. Yeah. yeah. And not in a, but you were so busy then yeah. it's because you gave yourself to the Lord. Well, and get, and in giving yourself, the Lord will expand not only your capacity, but your ability to see beyond what's right there in the moment. Yes. So when you're in the moment, it can feel like a lot and it can feel really heavy. It can feel like you just can't do more. What happens if you were to have a kid? Well, you're going to figure out a way to yeah. make that time work. The Lord's going to help you with that. You know, what happens if what all these different things you you make time for the things that are important to you. You figure out ways to make it happen. The Lord helps you with those things. Our capacity on our own is maybe 30% at best, but the Lord can give us wisdom on how to turn it into a hundred if we give ourselves to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I've seen that's so very important is that we actually open up to the Lord and see, we have this idea of how things should go. And then, but the, that's not the Lord's ideas. It's how the world has taught us. It's how the world has taught us to handle our own stuff yeah. instead of turning to the Lord. Yeah. And what you're saying, see, what I was trying to get to you back then was that what you think you're capable of is so short yeah. of what you're actually capable of. And today you're handling things on a totally different level. Glory and, you know, it's, you're actually close, close to it. But the thing is, even when I've, it's constantly grown and I'm able to handle and lead more and yeah. do more today than ever before. But a lot of times it just comes down to mindset and resting in God. Yeah. And the biggest issue that I have to be diligent on is learning how to balance my thought life. Yeah. And if I learn how to balance my thought life, I'll produce more. You know, another reason God wants you to have rest because he loves you. But also when you are well rested, you produce better for yeah. The kingdom. Amen. And and there's two things that always motivate God: the advancement of the kingdom, and His love for you. Amen. His love for you and the and the advancement of the kingdom. 
And so he wants you to have rest for both of those. He wants you to operate in fullness. He wants to be Lord of your life, your time, your money, because of both of those. Both yeah. of those will produce good fruit yeah. that lasts. Uh, but a lot of times we've not seen that. We've not walked in it. We actually have very few examples of people that do that kind of thing. Right. And, uh, you know, every time that I, um, and every time that I think uh, that I've, you know, actually come to a decent place, God keeps saying, think bigger. Mm -hmm. Well, if you think bigger, that means you're going to actually go, uh, you're going to do more. You're going to produce more. There's going to be more things to do. Yeah. In other words, if I think, uh, let, let's just, again, let's just use finances. Let's say that you're making $100,000 a year and God wants you to make a uh, million dollars a year. Well, if you make $100,000 a year, generally, there's a certain amount of work that's going to have to be done, and maybe not all by you, uh, but you know, by somebody. But if you're making a million dollars a year, just looking at that, there's going to be about 10 times more work. That means you're not doing necessarily 10 times more work, but God's God will show you how to help lead people mm -hmm. to do get 10 times more work done. Yeah. And so there is going to be more work done and you will be more influential, but that's giving ourselves to the Lord. All of this has to do with rest because you won't have the rest if you take it on yourself. Right. You have to let God do it. You'll and burn out so quick Absolutely, too. and most people do. And it comes back to what they think they're capable of versus what God is capable of through them. And they have a bad idea of that and they let their thought life mm -hmm. uh, get in the way. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Got anything? The only thing I, like I've seen a pattern pattern and you were alluding to this already but you know when people start getting overwhelmed and burn out the first thing that typically happens not the first thing that should happen but that typically happens is they withdraw from serving yes um, they, they prioritize other things over over the kingdom or over what they should be doing and what I've what I like just to, I haven't been in ministry that long but I, I've seen it happen many times that and the pattern is when people withdraw or pull back from serving, it's only a matter of time before they leave the church. Right. That's and, exactly and they disappear. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's only a matter of time before they For vanish. Sure. It's not, and it's not just like that with people who volunteer in kids ministry, but it's like even ministers, mm -hmm. you know, when the, they... The majority, mm -hmm. I will watch this. You're exactly right. We've watched that happen time and time and time again, and they don't realize it's in their head. The majority of the most anointed people that have come through these doors in almost 12 years have left because of not taking their thoughts captive. Accurate. And mo most of them thought that they were doing too much, and they actually weren't. They just didn't give, they didn't think correctly about it. Yep. They didn't do what you did. They didn't do that. Well, and I remember you telling me when that, when you and I had, I think it was just last year, you know, I'd started to pick up weight again, thinking that I was doing too much, couldn't rely on other people and just doing it all myself. You told me um, you were in like the, responsibility burdens. Yes. Weight. Yes. Uh, you Not told, physical weight. Yeah. I was lifting <laughs> so much weight. No. <laughs> you told me you're like, you're in a, you are about to become in a dangerous position if you don't handle this, because this is the thing that'll knock people off if you yeah. don't take 
take your thoughts captive, start resting and cast off weight, it, it'll mess you up. And I heard that and I've yeah. seen so many examples yeah. of people that I knew were You've called. Done it. You've done it well. And, yeah. and again, not patting myself on the shoulder, but I saw it. Like I took yeah. it as a cautionary tale of if, if this can happen, it could happen to me if I let it happen to me. I'm not going to let it happen yeah. to me. Um, well, Miss Marilyn also I brought up. I interrupted you. No, no, she brought up Matthew eleven twenty-eight. Uh, yeah. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. For yes. my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Ask and what she she. Her question was: Is, is this, this the, the same, same kind of rest? rest? Yeah. yeah. Which, it, it is. Yeah. Um, you know, just going back to, to ministers, you know, a lot of ministers, like, see, here, here's what happens. People think if I just withdraw from, you know, like going back to volunteers, if I just withdraw from doing this thing, it'll, it'll help me get the rest that I need so that I can yeah. come back in. But that never happens because it's, it, it's like my car's not working very well, so I'm just going to set it aside and just let it. Die. And, and, and <laughs> leave it, well, and just leave it there for maybe a month, and then I'll hop back in, turn it on, and it should be fine. Yeah. You know, you know, you see a lot of ministers who take, like, month-long, year-long sabbaticals, and then when they come back, it's a, it's a matter of months before they're gone for good, you know, mm -hmm. because over that time, they didn't learn how to reprioritize or, like, restructure or, or, you know, do the things that were necessary to prepare themselves for when they get back into it. Now, like... Like they didn't take time to seek the Lord and, and, you know, say, okay, God, how do I repurpose myself and restructure myself so that I can be, you know, so I can do this thing and handle these things well. And so they come back, nothing, nothing changes. And then all of a sudden, you know, well, you start to think, oh, well, you know, when I wasn't doing this, I, I've, my flesh felt more at peace. So yeah. I'm just going to jump back there, you know? Yes. And, um, and it's important for us to recognize that just w removing ourselves from things isn't going to make anything better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, oftentimes it makes things worse. But putting yourself, you know, uh, in rest and seeking the face of God, he'll, he'll help equip you to reprioritize and he'll help to give you rest. Because Jesus yeah. is the one who says, you come to me to find rest. Amen. Because his yoke is easy. His burden is light. Yeah. One of the things I did that was several years ago, I was, I was making some notes on different things I want to say, but one of the things I was, I had somebody that was actually a leader uh, in ministry and they were complaining about not having enough time. And the Lord said, actually, he said, draw this out on the, on the board. He said, draw this out for them and, and ask them how much time they're applying here. Basically three questions. Uh, take the eight hours of sleep out each night, and with the time that's remaining, ask them how much is here, and go through, like literally figure out how much are they giving to three areas. Yeah. Work, the kingdom of God, and their free time. And they were complaining about not having enough free time. And here's, now watch this, here's part of the issue. They... The problem was they saw their free time as theirs yeah. and not God's. Yep. And they, most people would say, well, no, that's not how I look at it. But that is how they, most people look at it. Like this is mine and, and that's why they won't come to church. That's why they won't go serve. That's yeah. why they won't do it. So literally, and that was the issue because God didn't have their free time. And what they were bumping up against was not that they didn't have enough free time. It's that God wanted pieces of it and they weren't willing to give it. And that's what they were really facing. But I don't know if you can see this or not. I'll try to, 
um, get it. Anyway, it, it's okay if you can't. But one of the things is, so this right here, like if the whole page is their whole time, uh, when we actually laid it out, this much was what they were given to the kingdom. And they were leaders at the church. This much is what they were given to the kingdom. This much is what was their work time. They were working 40 hours a week. And this is how much free time they have. And when I laid it out, they actually went, they said, what? They, I didn't realize I had that much. I said, yeah, I know, and you're complaining about it. <laughs> I was like, that's all, the, that's given to the Lord. And for me, I mean, the way I look at things is like all of this, there's time to take vacation and, and play, you know. And I've learned that if I don't have those moments, then I can, if I'm always working, even if for the kingdom, that's not God's design, you know. He, rise up early, go to bed late. That's not his design. And he wants us to enjoy life as well and have that free time of rest, not just where we're resting in sleep, but we're resting our brain. We're yeah. resting what we put our hands to. Yeah. And so I have ways that I do that as well. But when I laid it out for them and actually laid out what hours they were doing, what things, they went, oh, you know. And so, like with you guys, this kingdom and work would be together, mm -hmm. you know, in what you're doing. Because one, it is kind of a part of your work. But two, uh, you would have, you should literally see what is my work for the kingdom. Like if I, it, what's my job? Yeah. But then you should say, what's my sowing yeah. in that? And you should look at those differently. So this is like what we're sowing and this is what your job would be. Because you, you know, you work full time here. You work full time with me, basically. Both of you volunteer in that way. And so it's all somewhat sowing. But you, it's good for us to identify. Like when y'all came to the um, Soul Winning Saturday, and you trained yourself up into how to be a soul winner. That you had to do some work ahead of time to help me prepare in that way. But that should be, you should look at that hour and going out. That's me sowing into the kingdom. Yeah. That's not just, I'm not just doing this because it's my job. Yeah. Uh, that's where a lot of people working in ministry get off. But here's, you know, they had this much free time and they were complaining about. They actually had more free time than almost anything else minus their work. And they were complaining about it. And it's a mindset. It's one of the things that really helps us to enter into that rest. Uh, so one of the things I want to do is let's look at this. I kind of rearranged some of these. Let's look at how to have blessed sleep. Oh, how to have... Huh? Serena. Serena said, this is a really refreshing word. Amen. That's so good. Amen. Yeah, see, when even our free time, she said our free time is not ours, but God's. When we look at even our free time as God's, our whole perspective on that changes. Mm -hmm. And then, and now it's where we've sown it, and God says, I'm going to give you time yeah. you know, that you can just have for yourself. Mm -hmm. And so, look, we work hard. You know, we, even the Bible says to do the work of ministry, mm -hmm. that we're raising up to do the work of ministry. Yeah. Ministry is work, yeah. but it can be work in the rest of God. Yeah. Well, yeah. Taking away the painful, like Psalm 127, not in pain. Let me read this to you. To eat the bread of painful labors. Yeah. If, it, if what you're doing is painful labor, you have to figure out where the disconnect is on faith in rest. Yeah. 
Well, and thinking, you know, specifically of Serena right now, I know she's at work. She, I, my guess, my assumption is that she's taking her lunch hour to watch this, yes. which is kingdom time. She's yes. taking this hour that she could be doing anything for. And a yes. lot of you viewers right now are doing the same. This is your hour of time. And instead of just, I'm going to go take a nap in the car, eat my lunch, whatever, you're sowing into the Lord and the Lord repays that. Yes. Like this yeah. is seed time. Serena, yes. you're going to have the best day. Amen. Ever. Your afternoon is going to be so blessed. It's going to go so quickly with so much energy because Hallelujah. of how the Lord works. I'm so excited. Well, and so what's funny is the people that need to see, remember Matthew 4, 4. He, he says, you will not live, have life to the full, which includes rest and sleep. Yeah. By bread alone yeah. or by what you do in the world or what the world can produce, but you'll live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Yeah. So now today what we wanted to do was bring an anointed word about sleep and rest. And the truth is the people who actually are struggling to sleep, most of them will not take the time to get the word. Mm -hmm. So the very answer that they need, they're so busy they're not, they won't listen to it. Mm -hmm. They won't take time to listen to it. So I really applaud uh, Serena yeah. in this because a lot of times that's the issue. You won't stop. Yeah. And you're not trusting God for that. Yeah. You just keep going, going, going. And you're like, I don't have time to put the word in. You don't have time not to. Yeah. You don't have time not to rest in God. Mm -hmm. And so uh, let's, let's jump on these steps real quick. How to have blessed sleep. We've already talked about the concepts of it in that way. But let's look at the physical steps first uh, really quickly. I said four physical steps, and I may add one here, but I've kind of changed it back to three. I, I, I simplified it, I believe. <laughs> Maybe. Possibly. I'm not sure. sure. We'll see I how it we'll goes. Find out. Yeah. All right, so uh, put these steps down. Uh, good diet. Ec good exercise. Number two. Is two. And schedule. Three. Is three. Now, inside of good diet is proper water intake. One A. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. One B is reducing caffeine intake and sugar. Amen. And three is reducing heavy meals late at night. Mm -hmm. Because you're, there's a reason for it. I'll talk about those. And then under the, the exercise, uh, not under that, but under the schedule is this. A good uh, consistent schedule is 3A. 3B is... Uh, um, it's a physical schedule of not rising early and retiring late. Yeah. So it's keeping the, the faithful uh, rest spiritual schedule of God mm -hmm. in that way. So uh, keeping it consistent. So in good diet, one of the things that people don't realize is that their health uh, is greatly related to two things. Uh, their health, their physical health, and their longevity of life is very, very much, and almost any good doctor uh, will tell you this, to two things. How much water you take in and how much sleep you get. Mm -hmm. And they go hand in hand. 
most people are con uh, chronically dehydrated, mm -hmm. and that's causing bad health all the time, including sleep. And so uh, the next thing uh, is that they don't get enough sleep or they don't rest well. And so I'm going to quickly talk about these things, but you need to have plenty of water uh, per day. One, one rule that I've used before uh, is that you take the pounds that you weigh, divide it by two, and that's how many ounces you should uh, drink of water each day. Yeah. Not water in coffee, not water in Coke, not milk, not soda. Yeah. Water, water. Yeah. Water by itself, right? Amen. Um, so if you weighed 200 pounds, you need 100 ounces. ounces of water. Now, that's just a guideline, but that's a good one to start with. It's easy to figure out. Um, so <laughs> Kevin starts drinking water uh, behind the camera. <laughs> good job, Kevin. And what water will do, see, your body is made up of 70% water. So uh, it'll actually help you process toxins yeah. out that will cause you not to rest well at night. And uh, you know, so these are things that are huge, and it helps you actually build. Yeah. You know, helps you just stay healthy, help your immunity be where it needs to be. Most people don't do it. They think that if they drink you know twelve sodas a day, they're getting enough water in. No, you're you're taking in the wrong things. You've got to have just water in your body, and not Gatorade. You know, not not enzyme drinks uh, with enzymes in it. A lot of people they use Gatorade wrong. I've I've watched that over the years. They actually think. And I did this. This is how I learned it. Um, they actually think that they could drink, you know, a hundred ounces of Gatorade each day, and they'd be fine. Actually, that would cause you to get very sick. Well, and caffeine dehydrates you. So yeah. the more caffeine you have, the more you're actually working against the yes. need to intake yes. water. Yes. And I, like 100 ounces of water sounds like it's a lot, but really most bottles of water are 16.9 ounces. Yeah. So that's approximately, you're talking about six-ish bottles of water ish like we'll round up to seven so have two bottles of, mo of water per meal and yeah. you're set for the day yeah so i'm going for um approximately uh well i'm, I'm counting mine in milliliters but i'm going for three thousand milliliters of water minimum a day so that's why i have this all the time it's got 750 milliliters per bottle. I try to have yeah. four of them per day. I try to get one before I, first thing in the morning before I take anything else in, even coffee, before I have a coffee, before I eat anything, I try to have that. It's one of the best practices you can do. And then throughout the day, I try to fill it up and, and have four of them per day. That's why I, it reminds me to drink water. That's why I have it. And uh, so do things that help your habits, mm -hmm. um, form habits of this. The other thing Thing is uh, reducing caffeine and sugar. So one thing that people don't know about caffeine is uh, that it's cumulative. It can build up in your body and it doesn't just go away. Yeah. So one thing I really learned when I did that extensive fasting is I could literally feel physically caffeine and sugar in my body. When I would eat it five minutes later, I could, yeah. uh, I could tell. And I would feel, I would have one, I didn't really want caffeine a lot because it would affect my body so much yeah. when I was fasting. It would one, dehydrate me, two, it would make me jumpy because I wasn't taking in other foods to dilute it. But I would literally feel the caffeine into the middle of the next day, which is about the half-life of caffeine anyway. Yeah. 
10, if I remember correctly. So one of the things that you don't realize is every day that you have a cup of coffee, it's going to affect you that whole day and into the next day. And you're learning to be dependent upon chemicals instead of the rest of God. Yeah. Uh, and you don't want to do that. If you have to have caffeine to work, though, I may offend people right here. If you have to have caffeine to work, that's a bad sign. That means something's not going right in your body. You know, I enjoy a cup of coffee, but I don't have to have it to work. You know, just a few a few days or a few weeks ago, I had no coffee for like two or three weeks, and it didn't bother me at all. Matter of fact, I felt more rested. I actually got more done, right? Why did I do that? Because God told me not to, because He's the Lord of my coffee. Look at Serena's comment. She said caffeine is a socially acceptable addiction. Yes, yes. And and it has, it's not that it's it's absolutely horrible, but, you know, I have one cup of coffee each day. Now, that probably equates to two, the kind of coffee I have, and, you know, it's a good, strong coffee. So it probably equates to like two cups of regular brewed coffee. But that's all I have a day is just one. And I don't, I don't have sodas. You know, re- recently I was having more sodas than I needed to, and I recently cut that back. I have, I try to have like one soda a week. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll generally have two uh, desserts a week now. Now I just changed that. I've, I've done that for a while, but recently I was having more than I needed to. And you know, most people they're they're taking in sugar and caffeine like it's going out of style and they don't realize how much damage it's doing to your body. When I was fasting, I could literally, um, I could feel the sugar. It would give me such a buzz. I would get lightheaded and dizzy. And that's what it's doing to her body every day. We're just immune to the symptoms of it when we first take it in because we've been having it so much. It would, sugar is a crystal. And this is, sounds really funny, but on a, almost on a not quite microscopic level, when I would take sugar in, I would drink a soda while I was doing that fasting. I would instantly, my joints would hurt. Mm-hmm. And what I figured out was the crystals in that sugar, when it goes around a bend, it would scrape the inside of my um, yeah. blood vessels and actually scar them, yeah. which makes them more brittle. And it would hurt, like it would legitimately hurt for 10 yeah. minutes. And I could feel it. It was amazing what that fasting did for me to get in tune with my body. And then you have the sugar high. It's a chemical. And so you have a sugar high and then it, you come down and you have a sugar low. And I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I just, I've learned a few things over over the years, but most doctors would tell you this if they're honest with you. Well, they cut, don't they? Like yeah, I, it, I remember remember feeling it like through my arm yes. like as it was coming in and, yes. and talking to you and, yeah. and Dr. Day <laughs> yeah. about it and that it cuts. Well, and then, <laughs> Kevin, so two desserts per meal is bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, two, two I, one soda a week. I like the fizzy and uh, I like the bubbles. Um, it's but, when you learn to like LaCroix. Yeah, well, even, but see, even the bubbles is carbon. I know, but the carbon dioxide's not good for you either. It weakens the bones. It's not. So LaCroix is not good. (laughs) You're just looking for a a way to put LaCroix in. And, uh, but that's not good for you. There's so many things. We need more water. Mm -hmm. You know, we need more water. Here's a good little tip, by the way. Drink a whole thing of water right before you eat. Mm -hmm. And then your stomach is full and with water and you won't, 
eat as much physically. Mm-hmm. A lot of times hunger is not hunger, it's our need for it's water. It's habits. Yeah. It's a need for water and it's habits. So can I say something? Absolutely. Um, now like what? I just liked your hand up. Thanks. Hello. Um, see, when, when, when we're talking about like these physical steps, it can be really easy to be like, well, you know, this isn't that spiritual, so I don't have to take it seriously. Like, it's easy to, 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 to kind of brush these Great things point. aside, you know, because, it do, because, it's like, because it ju- we can just very lightheartedly look at it. Well, you know, or we can, we can fall into the side of presumption that we were talking about yesterday yeah. where we're just like, oh, I can just rebuke. If I start feeling lightheaded, I can just rebuke it out, you know, no, or I can just, That won't you know, work. It won't nope. work. No. Well, see, what comes to <laughs> mind is in 1 Timothy 5 when uh, we see Timothy was having stomach issues. And Paul didn't tell him to rebuke the stomach issues. Paul said, take a little wine, don't drink water only. And if you look at the context, you know, where Timothy was at the time, their water wasn't clean. So he was drinking a lot of polluted water and he was having stomach issues. And so it was a dietary thing. And so Paul didn't say rebuke your stomach issues. He said, take a little wine, you know, which wine at the time was used as an antiseptic, you know, for your stomach sake. So, so, you know, and, you know, a chapter earlier in first Timothy four, he says bodily exercise holds little profit. But you know, it but does but profit. There, but there yeah. is profit. So we don't just completely take yeah. this and throw it away because it doesn't feel spiritual. And so like... Supernatural wisdom mm-hmm. will give us physical wisdom. So yeah. in other words, many times the anointing of God is to give us the actual physical steps yeah. to do. What yeah. I'm giving you today yeah. is what the Lord has given me over the years. So, yeah. yeah. So, so don't just like set this aside because it doesn't feel spir- spiritual. Yeah. You know that that that's a that's that's a demonic like lie yeah. that that puts yes. you into a realm of presumption where yes. you well you know I'm not I, I I don't need to take this seriously I can I still really like my coffee so I can walk around with my you know I run on coffee and Jesus mug you know like that's not what we're yeah. supposed I to I don't do. even confess that stuff. No. Yeah. I, I don't I won't even like if you gave me that mug I would smile at you thank you and throw it away. <laughs> Yeah. Because it's a bad confession. Yeah. It's a bad, and people don't realize that. You're so. equating it to Lord. Like, <laughs> if I run on both, it's close to your Lord. <laughs> Marilyn. Oh, Marilyn's about to get in some people's business now. <laughs> she said, we tea. in the South love our sweet tea, which contains caffeine and sugar. I can hear the yells and screams now. <laughs> no! <laughs> I'm seeing the video that you posted, Pastor Nicole, years oh, ago. Oh, my goodness. What's your yeah. alabaster box? Sweet, sweet tea. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a <laughs> but it's true I, yeah. and actually sweet tea has very similar amounts of caffeine in it plus the extra sugar mm-hmm. and it's something you need to watch that's Especially something the Lord sweet. told Nicole and she said a while back she said you need, he said you need to cut down on the on the tea and uh, but we were raised on it you know but it doesn't mean it's good for us just because we were raised on it so Going back to what you said, years, this is some years ago, the Lord said, he said, you know, are you a faith person talking to me? I said, yeah. And he said, how long are you going to live for? 
And yeah. I said, 120 years. He said, if you got actually got to 120, would you want to live the way that you're eating and exercising? Mm -hmm. He said, faith without works is dead. You're putting faith towards me to live that long. He said, but first of all, the way you're eating and exercising, you won't get there because you're putting no works with your belief that you're going to get there. Yeah. And he said, if you did somehow get there, your body would be so beat up because of your diet and exercise and your and a lack of sleep as well. He said, you're working. He said, you wouldn't want to be alive. Mm -hmm. I was, I, what could I say to that? That was the Lord talking to me. And I realized right then I've got to change. Uh, Kevin, can I still consider gravy a beverage? No. Go for it. I think we're hitting some <laughs> <No>. buttons. <laughs> it got real quiet, didn't it? And uh, so anyway. We love you. We're for you. We believe it you. It is spiritual. Yeah. This is the works that you put with your faith because yeah. I'm believing for health. Yeah. And, um, you yeah. know, what's the scripture that says... Um, uh, I'll have to remember it. Go ahead. Well, you know, this is, there's practical things and that go hand in hand with spiritual things. It's like, mm -hmm. it's like when Moses was lifting up the rod and they gave him a rock to sit underneath and yes. helping his hands. Physical. There, yeah. There's physical things that we can do to ensure that the spiritual things come to pass. And th this is our work that we're to do. It's not carry weight of must track every single thing I ever do and then yeah, get out yeah, no. doing it. Yes. Don't go to the ditch of I must track myself forever yeah. and then step out of rest. That's not what we're talking about, but there's wisdom in yeah. how to live. The Amen. Lord helps us with that. Yeah. You know, Brother Copeland, he, I was talking to Serena about this, I think, you know, Brother Copeland, at, I think his meeting in Charlotte, he was talking about how the Lord said the same thing to him. Are you believing for 120 years? Yes. How are you eating? Like, yeah. how, what are you doing? Any, yeah. are you exercising? And he changed his entire lifestyle yeah. because the Lord showed him, I've given you a manual of how to live, live it. Yeah. And he's the best 80 year old looking man I've ever seen. Like he yeah. looks like he's 50. Yeah, it like, needs to, you know, we need to challenge that stuff. And that's, uh, you know, I've, I've definitely wrestled with, I would say an addiction to sugar. Yeah. And, you know, some people they're like, well, Brian, you're fine. You're in good shape and you're, you're skinny and everything. No, I'm actually not in great shape right now. I need to work on that. I need to discipline myself more. I need to exercise more and I need to eat better. And so I just made some changes. And, um, you know, I can tell, uh, you know, when I go up and down stairs, whether what kind of shape I'm in, because I've been in good shape and I know what that feels like. I know how it operates and I've been in bad shape and I know how that operates. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's something where I have to apply constant discipline. See, some people think that you just, well, some people think that I'm fat and some people think that I'm skinny. Generally, you know, uh, skinny people think I'm fat and fat people think I'm skinny. And, um, but it's it's all a matter of perspective, right? <laughs> and but here's the thing: uh, some people think that you know I'm I don't have to do anything. I just stay this way all the time. Trust me, there's stuff I don't eat all the time that I want to eat, and I still am this this way. I need to you know I I need to be about 20 pounds lighter than what I am right now. So I'm working on applying that. Last week I lost about six pounds 
by making these changes that I'm talking about here. So, And how does this affect our sleep? It has everything to do with your sleep. Because as you have yeah. good diet and exercise, uh, that actually will affect how you rest at night. Mm -hmm. And uh, the caffeine is a big, big one yeah. that people don't realize how much they're taking in. So they'll have two or three cups of coffee in the morning. They'll have two or three sodas during the day. All of those things have caffeine in it for the yeah. most part. And then sweet tea at night. And then they're not sleeping good. And it's no wonder why. And they don't have enough water to wash out the toxins. So those toxins are agitating their body all through the night. And they're not sleeping well. Uh, late uh, heavy meals. Uh, a lot of times what will happen is uh, people will eat heavy meals at night and their body is working overtime to digest those meals. Yeah. And uh, so it will keep you awake. Uh, one thing that I was doing, I didn't realize this, I had, I had to figure this out. I used to have, um, I was staying up late at night and um, you know, I, I work well at night. Like after everybody goes to bed, that's a great work time for me. And um, I had a period of time, it used to, used to be, I'm, I'm getting off of that now as much. But um, one of the things, so I would sleep late in the morning and do that at night. But then I was having heartburn and waking up and yeah. like, you know, having uh, acid reflux and all this stuff. The reason was when I would have uh, two or three Pepsis, you know, at night at that time. And I said, Lord, what is going on? Why am I having this? He said, because you're drinking sodas at night. He said that acid is actually uh, eating at that. And then how I was even laying on my stomach, laying on your right side, your stomach actually is on top and the um, gravity will push out the stomach acids. Laying on your left side, your stomach's on the lower side and it, it, gravity won't push it out. So that's another key. Yeah. Uh, just physical information about that. Yeah. But then exercise has a lot to do. When you, re when you sweat, you remove those toxins from your body. You can rest better. You will rest so much better. And yes, you may be really tired because your muscles are not used to it, but that's not a reason to stop exercising. Yeah. That's a reason to build up those muscles so that you can do more, yeah. like what we were talking about with our workload. Yeah. And then a consistent schedule. Yeah. Um, you know, the more, like my schedule is very erratic. Um, it's, it's difficult the way of my work and what I do as a pastor. It's, diff, it's difficult for me to have a consistent schedule. But for as much as I, because I may be ministering to somebody at 11 o'clock at night, a lot. That happens a lot of the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, work until 9, work until 11, because that's when people are free. They're not free for me to talk to them when they're at work in the middle of the day. So, I'm, I, But as much as I can, if I can go to bed at a certain time every night and wake up at a certain time each morning, that will condition my body yeah. to actually sleep during those periods of time. And those consistent habits will help. Well, I remember at, at my healthiest, and this is this is all stuff the Lord's been talking to me about too. So I'm not, pre, you know, I'm not talking to you as someone who's here. I'm growing as well. But I remember being at my healthiest. One of the things that I looked up was creating a consistent eating schedule as well. Like not necessarily militant. Yes. But if you yes. approximately have breakfast and yeah. lunch and dinner at the same times, then there's less possibility of you eating late. And it, when yeah. you're eating late, you're not allowing your body the time to break down the food. So it just yes. builds it up as fat. And that's, yes. that's bad too. So there's food schedules you can make. Yeah.
So like, you know, lost the six pounds last week. So what did I do? You know, and then this affects your sleep. Mm-hmm. That's that's the whole issue is your physical condition affects your sleep condition. Mm-hmm. You know, number one, I stopped having a soda each day. I stopped eating dessert. I'm having two sodas a week or one soda a week, two desserts a week. I was eating more healthy uh, meals and not just all the garbage all the time. Yeah. I was not eating after about eight o'clock. No meal after about, you know, I really want to have no meal after six, Mm -hmm. uh, but no meal at that point, which is what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's just changing my food and I lost that. What if I'd have been exercising as well, which I didn't get a chance to. So, uh, now let's look at four spiritual steps to help your sleep. Uh, number one, meditating on the wrong things. Uh, don't meditate on the wrong things. So if you're meditating on uh, anxiety and worry and getting all your stuff done, uh, you're going to have uh, those worries and anxieties that are overflowing into your sleep time. Mm-hmm. So you're not really giving yourself uh, to rest. Uh, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say, like a lot of people, the reason they're so busy is so they don't m- spend time meditating on the things that, you know, all these yes. things. They just try to busy themselves to a place yeah. where, like, they're not thinking about their issues, thinking about their problems. Yeah. And then when they lay their head in the pillow yeah. at night, all of a sudden now it floods. All the stuff comes in, and yeah. They they haven't actually trained themselves how to properly, yeah. you know, yeah. take their thoughts captive and meditate on what Yes, they're... and that's what I'm talking about is you got to think on things worthy of yeah. praise, not on the problems. Things are going to work if you're in Jesus and you give yourself to him. You put him in charge of your life. Things are going to work because, you know, 2 Corinthians 2.14, but thanks be unto God who always leads me to triumph. I just have to take him by the hand. And that's what Marilyn was referring to earlier about Matthew Mm 11.28, entering into the rest. His his yoke is easy, his burden is light. When we take his yoke and not our yoke, when we take him by the hand and not our plan, So, uh, two, a believe for rest. Yeah. Apply faith for rest. I will rest and I will sleep good. Amen. Apply faith for rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, three, when you have attacks against your rest, rebuke those attacks. Yeah. Come against them. Mm-hmm. You know, I was having at one point nightmares uh, and I was having the devil attack me in my dreams. And I, I had to stand up against that. I had to stand up against not sleeping well. Don't just let it keep going. Resist the devil. Resist the ungodly thing. Resist those things. And then meditating on the Word and His promises as you go to sleep. So a lot of times, Nicole and I will play the Bible mm-hmm. while we go to sleep. You know, tell Alexa to tell the Bible app to, you know, play uh, Acts, play, uh, read the book of Psalms, you know, that kind of thing. And we will actually meditate on that or put on praise and worship music. And uh, but one thing I I do try to do, and I always remember it anytime if I haven't slept well, is I'll go back to Psalms 127 and I will claim that promise. I will confess that promise. He gives to me even in my sleep. He gives me his beloved rest and I'm his beloved father in the name of Jesus. I believe that I receive, that I have received your great, great rest. Amen. 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 Grayson said, how do you do step uh, three, pray against nightmares? Uh, You just come against it. 
So you just, you know, don't stand for it. You can say, Lord, right now, in Jesus' name, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for that. So I'll just pray and you can, uh, you can do that. The, the word says that he gives to his beloved rest. And so a nightmare is something that agitates. A lot of times if you have a legit nightmare, you'll wake up, your heart's you know, yeah. beating out of your chest, and um, you're sweating and everything. Like it has the same physical effects as if you were actually going through it because it feels real. Mm-hmm. And um, so that is not God. That's not the rest of God. That is an absolute attack uh, from the enemy. And uh, some of it can be what we're taking in. You know, if people are watching horror movies all the time, or they're watching death, if they're watching war movies all the time, uh, that can be stuff that they are actually planting those seeds, and then they reap the harvest uh, in their dream uh, dreams. But yeah, so she was talking about night terrors. That is not from God, and the Lord wants to give you beloved rest. And uh, yeah, and that's where he wants to help you and restore you, and he will. Yeah. And we've seen people be completely relieved from night terrors. And uh, most of the time I've found that most of those night terrors are demonic in nature. Yeah. And uh, uh, I've had, I've been attacked in my sleep uh, in different ways. Most people, they, they would tell you, most people would say that they've had a dream uh, where they were... Um, covered with something where they couldn't talk. And the first thing they think of is, I need to speak the name of Jesus because there's power in that name. But they can't. It's like they're being choked. And uh, that generally, that's a demonic attack for the most. And I've, I've heard people tell that story over and over again. It's almost always the same. It's an attack of the enemy. And uh, I've had that before years and years ago. I don't have it anymore because we plead the blood of Jesus over our house. And uh, we come against that. But when I go into a hotel, I, I take authority yeah. over that hotel. I have a right to be there because I paid money to rent it. Mm-hmm. And I take authority. And if the devil can permeate an atmosphere uh, with demonic stuff, I can permeate it with the glory of God. Yeah. And I do. And I leave a remnant when I leave. I, I leave a... a uh, uh, overflow yeah. of the grace of God and the glory of God in a place so that whoever comes in after me, uh, that they will be blessed and have a, if they don't know God, have a conviction that they need him, things like that. Uh, but you just have to take authority over that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's something we can pray for and they'll go away. Uh, yeah. They yeah. will go away because God is good and he's already paid the price yeah. from that. And uh, it's one of those things where we just have to, you know, like I said, rebuke that, come against that. The Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee. So as we submit ourselves to the Lord and we resist him, he's got no choice but to flee. Yeah. And uh, grace mm-hmm. and we can see that going. But a lot of people, they think that it's normal and so they just keep in it and they think, and then even if they hear that it can go away, they'll be like, no, it's normal because they, they think they don't want to be wrong. Yeah. And so the, and the other issue is they don't get around people that carry any spiritual authority. Mm-hmm. You've got to be around people that carry spiritual authority and see how many people have you even heard throughout your life that are talking like what I'm saying right now, that it's able to go away. Most don't, they just prescribe medicine or they put up with it and do different things. But everything, we wrestle against flesh and blood, principalities and powers, not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Mm -hmm. And so there's an answer in Christ Mm -hmm. always.
There's yeah. always an answer in Jesus. Amen. So, amen. Well, let's pray for people's sleep here. So, uh, Father, right now, Lord, we just give ourselves. You're the Lord of our lives. You're the Lord of our uh, dietary intake, our exercise. You're the Lord of our schedule. Father, you're the Lord of our rest. We give ourselves to you. We submit ourselves. Right now, Lord, I just declare peace yeah. and grace yes. be. Peace and grace be right now in Jesus' name. Jesus name. I declare the rest of God and the blessed sleep of God right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Father. Lord, you know what's causing the lack of rest and the lack of sleep. Father, let it be removed right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your anointing right now. Thank you for your anointing. Your anointing breaks the yoke. That lack of rest, that yoke, let it be broken now in Jesus' name. Let it be broken now. Lord, we come against every night terror, every, every nightmare that somebody may have, Father. I, I come against any uh, visions of catastrophe. I come against any visions of damage and worry and anxiety. Lord, let it be removed now. We release it. Father, right now, I release worry and anxiety. Just say that with me. I release worry and anxiety. And speak this with me as well. Say, Jesus, I have no part with nightmares, night terrors, dreams of catastrophe, dreams of horror. I have no part with it. I have part with a God of peace, with a God of love, and the Lord of my rest, Jesus Christ. And I receive rest. I rebuke, I rebuke anything, anything that is not of God. That is not of God. Anything, anything in my home, in my home or, in my life, or in my life that's not of God. Not of God. Loose your grip now, now and be removed. And be removed. We bind your power. We bind your power. You have no authority. You have no authority over us. Over us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. You have no authority, have no authority over our sleep over and our, our rest. And our rest. In, Jesus name. in Jesus' name. Where I've missed it before. I've missed it before. I repent. I repent. And I receive and I rest receive today. Rest I receive, sleep. I receive sleep, and now, and now at, my repentance, at my repentance, there's nothing left, there's nothing there's nothing left, left. that's ungodly, it's ungodly to, hang on me. to hang on me. I receive, and I receive the blessed rest, the blessed rest of, God of God in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. And I will sleep good. And I, will sleep I good. sleep well every I night. Well every night. I sleep a full night I of sleep. sleep. A full night of sleep. Like a baby. Like a baby. With a full stomach. With a full stomach. <laughs> in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. He makes us to lie down in he green makes pastures. Us to lie down in green Lord, pastures. I, I am full and satisfied, full and satisfied in, my rest and sleep. in my rest and sleep. And I sleep well. And I sleep well. And my work is multiplied. And my work is multiplied. And favor filled. And favor filled. In Jesus' in name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord, I just ask right now that everybody that's watching this, Thank you, Lord, for the anointing on this prayer. I can feel it. I can sense it. Thank you, Lord, for your anointing. Thank you for your anointing. 
Thank you for your anointing. Just, just thank him for his anointing to break the yoke. Lord, right now, let their sleep and their rest, let it be supernaturally multiplied. Let them catch up on sleep. Lord, show them what to do if there's a habit that needs to be changed and strengthen them to step out that habit in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Amen. That's a great confession, Grace. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Lord, I just declare right now that their sleep is blessed in the name of Jesus, that they are fully satisfied. And Lord, we lean on you. We don't lean to our own selves to handle our sleep and our rest. We receive by faith the blessed rest that you give to your beloved in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. As we were praying, what I believe that I saw and heard from the Lord is that someone watching needs to go buy a new pillow. Like part of their not yeah. sleeping well has been, it's just an old pillow. Yeah. It's time to go get a new yeah. one. Let that thing go away and go get a new that one. That can absolutely be. And that's, you know, a lot of times that can be the wisdom of the Lord. And so if you feel like that's you, uh, then, and you feel led to do that, then do that. You know, if you don't feel like that's you, then don't. Yeah. It's that simple. It's not, it's not hard. Um, that's for somebody. Yeah. And see, that's the wisdom of the Lord. The, and the Lord will help to solidify that, um, what he's writing in your heart. And he'll have you say a word like that. And that's, and that's how the Lord works. That's where the anointing is going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, the anointing breaks the yoke. You need to be in the anointing. So I've had people that have just started sleeping uh, better simply because they come to church mm-hmm. under that's in an anointed church with a with the power of God flowing not just a dull dry message they need the anointing and they need the anointing active in their life the anointing is what breaks the yoke mm-hmm. amen chris says please uh, pray that we find a place to live yes sir lord we just pray right now that chris uh, will find the exact place you you say that you place the members in the body just as you desire Lord, I believe in looking at that, that you can, you can also, you know the exact place we need to live. You know exactly where we need to be. And so, Lord, we ask that you would just put that placement, and show Chris that placement, and empower him to be there. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father, yeah. for your goodness. Thank we you, receive Lord. it. Amen. So every day we sow the broadcast into the world, and it's, it's given to you. Yeah. But we have people that say, I want to sow into the broadcast. I want to sow into the ministry and the gospel that you have going out. So a lot of people have actually already done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can type in Facebook, hashtag donate, and the amount after that if you'd like to sow. And, uh, or you can go to givebc.org, and you're welcome to do it there. Uh, and so you don't have to. Uh, but the Lord leads people to do that quite often, and yeah. they should. It's actually right, uh, especially you want to uh, sow into the places where you're fed. Amen. And uh, so one of the things that uh, we want to do is anybody that is giving, we just pray right now that it would be blessed, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. We thank you, Father, for it. We give you the glory. Lord, increase their finances just like you're increasing their rest. We thank you, Father, for it. And we ask you for your blessing to supernaturally multiply the seed sown and let it be a quick supernatural harvest pressed down, shaken together, and running over. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Did you get something out of it? Share the broadcast. We love you. We'll be back tomorrow. What are we? We're starting the new series tomorrow. Yeah, we are. How to apply faith. How to apply faith. And uh, we're going to be looking at step by step. Each day will be one step of it. And uh, how to apply faith. Do you want to win? How to, that's actually the name of the series. How to apply faith to win. Mm-hmm. How to apply faith to win. That'll yeah. start tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, Go for is. about two weeks. It's going to be great. Yeah, share that with your friends. Get excited yes. about it. We'll be back at 1145 tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. We thank you for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place here on the Lunch Plus broadcast on Brian Wright YouTube channel and the What's Right Facebook page. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a good rest of your day. Be blessed. And tell us tomorrow how good you slept tonight. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We'll see you tomorrow.